is that there's, there's a book in God's word that has been uh, a good mentor to me, the, the book of Nehemiah. Uh, good training, good training when it comes down to doing things, getting things done. And that's where I want us to uh, go this morning. So let's, let's bow in, in prayer. Father, thank you for our time together. Thank you for the understanding that I received. And our Lord, I think it's important that the believers also understand some of the dynamics. And maybe they can identify in their own lives what this man is going through. Help me to clearly share this. And then, Lord, um, I'll trust you to do the rest. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. So as we uh, come to the uh, text this morning, we are, we're coming with the Nehemiah 6, 1 through 9. Uh, don't go there. Don't go there. Um, you know, when, when people, uh, sometimes people call your names and everything else, and, uh, and there's one part of you say, don't get involved. Don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't get involved. And so Nehemiah is going to help us to, to keep in mind it's important that uh, when the Lord have you, and when you're in God's plan, there's some places you just don't go. When you're in God's plan, there were people who would challenge you to go. Just remember, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. So, uh, as we uh, go through this, we uh, have here this, and we'll just kind of bring this in. And I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work, and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? Well, now he told them all right there. Huh? Okay. Uh, so, we, uh, we, that's what the, the gist of it. And I kind of threw Brandon in here. Because Brandon uh, says something in his message that I thought that was, was really uh, good. He said, when you're going through the storms, you have to stay focused on the Lord. And Brandon had been through a lot of things. And so as he was preaching uh, at that particular point, uh, it kind of stuck with me. And, they, and I picked up a picture of him. And I said, well, let me put him, let me put him into the, to the message there. You know? uh, so uh, when, you, when you're going through the storms, uh, you have to stay focused. I'm glad that put that focus on the Lord. So that's what I think uh, will uh, happen here as we go to uh, look at our introduction. There's some uh, responsibility that God has placed in our life and embedded in the process are hindrances. Every day we must make a choice concerning Christ and remember, like Nehemiah, not to go there. Not to go there. Uh, observation. Everything that the Lord is taking us through is very intentional with eternal results in mind. Everything, and that's why I appreciate the song about don't worry. Everything that God is taking you through have eternal uh, results in mind. You're not just going through life. There's some eternal results. So stay focused. Life is too short for you to be bent out of shape. Uh, for you to lose your peace. And I've shared with you before, um, 
if I could uh, kind of pick up something or something. But, but when we talk about eternity, eternity is like this. That's all. I mean, I mean, as far as this world is concerned, this is, this is life. This is life itself compared to eternity. See? And take this little rascal and walk it all the way over to the ocean and drop it in and then come back 10,000 years and try to find it. And if you do find it, it's only the beginning. And the Lord says, why are you been out of shape on something like this? You know, don't go there. Don't go there. If you, if you can, if you, some, of the, some of the things that you, you've been out of shape in, the Lord says, how can you do that when I tell you to rejoice in the Lord? What? Again, I say. So then how can you be bent out of shape and walking with Jesus at the same time? Okay. You must have went there, see. It's kind of image managing right now. Okay. So um, thinking it through. And as we begin to uh, think this thing through, um, it says, Nehemiah has some very important uh, pointers in surviving opposition while obeying the will of God. I have it here, the deceitful requests. Number two, the determined response. And number three, the discerning reason. So let's start, I'll go, go right on through it. And of course, these are the things that we'll be hit with within the outline. Um, all the requests that people call you to is not exactly godly. <laughs> so the deceitful requests. So we check out the people who, who's given the request at first time. Always check out who asking you to do something. Now when Simbalat uh, and, and Tobiah of Geshem, the uh, Arab, and the rest of our enemies, hear that? Heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left in it. In other words, that bad rascal was ready. Although up to that time I had no, have not set up the doors and the gate, okay, he goes on to say, Simbalat and Geshem sent to me saying, come and let us meet together at Capraham in the valley of Ono. I was going to just kind of get a, uh, a message on don't go to Ono, okay? He said, meet us in the, in the valley of Ono, okay? But they intended to do, why? But they intended me to do what? Do me harm. Meet with us. In the valley of, oh no. You should have said, oh no. <laughs> I'm not going there, you see. You see? Um, and the thing is, it's not his friends saying this. It's his enemies. Let's give you an idea. When they were trying to build a wall, they were signifying. Oh, if a fox got on the wall, break the wall down. <laughs> I mean, do it, doing all of this. Every time Nehemiah was trying to do something, they were up. They were there, just antagonizing and everything else. And so now that the doors are getting ready to, then once the doors are up, that means that the people are safe. Now they say, well, let's use one more strategy. The only reason this thing is getting through is that Nehemiah is pushing this thing. Let's knock the head off and the rest of people be in derision. Uh, say, Nehemiah, come on down. You know, that's why I think that, you know, during Father's, uh, Father's Day, I think that we need to rethink our position. The moment that you decide to step down from your, your responsibility, see, then you start, you cause derision and... Um, and lose the foundation that the home made. God knew what he meant when he put fathers, okay? 
not want to be fathers, but fathers in the home. Okay. And being fathers in the home, um, it's the position. It's a, it's a position that God has put, that, put it there. And once you have that position, um, although, the, and just a, a quick thing here, you uh, on marriage itself, you're equal in position, but you're different in function. Everybody hear me? Um, Jesus Christ thought of himself to be equal with God. But he became, uh, the, came in the form of man. But he was different in how he functioned. Okay. And so the same is with the husband and wife. Because of sin, there was a, a, a functionality difference that God put for the protection of the home. And so the man has a responsibility. So like Nehemiah, Nehemiah said, I have a responsibility putting these doors up. My job is not finished yet. The doors, I don't care what has happened. I don't care what's going on in my life. The doors are not up yet. And then you get an invitation from your enemies. Well, come on, let's, let's talk about this thing for a little bit. Well, their approach, they sent the letter. Their agenda, they planned the meeting. They, their appointed place in the, in the plain of Ono. Did you notice that Nehemiah had no part of the planning? Your enemy plans something for you to come, but for you to come, you have to stop what you're doing for the Lord and for a cause. Don't go there. Don't go there. Many a times I've been challenged in, uh, for a number of reasons, uh, and all I had to do was go from here to there. And I said, no. And what folks did and how folks said, what folks said about me and everything else, it really doesn't matter. See, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you call me. Okay. You, you call, me, call me that while I'm still walking in the same direction that I'm going. But I won't, but mark this down, I will not go there. I've been called dumb and laughed at and everything else. And I said, I'm not going there. I won't get into the signifying. I won't get into, I won't be trying to defend myself. What I said, and I've seen many times I've been in a meeting, and they keep bringing up the same thing over and over in the meeting. I said, well, let's take what I said from the last meeting and bring it to the table for this meeting. And that's what I mean for this meeting. No. I said, now, when you bring it up for this meeting, I will not say anything. I will be quiet. My quietening, every time I'm quiet, that means no. So every time they brought it up, I was quiet. Because you ought to know what quietness means. No. At what point are you definite? See, if you're not definite as to what your no is, whatever you say yes to, you have to be responsible for that whole yes. And so these people understand they had nothing good for for Nehemiah. Lesson one, when we take ownership of our responsibility for God's purpose for our lives, there will always be a deceitful, subtle, and dangerous response from the world, the flesh, and the devil. You always have the world, the flesh, and the devil pulling you and challenging you. You don't have to go that route. 
Let's compromise. Let's talk. Satan did it to Jesus. The, the temptation. What do you think the temptation was all about? You don't have to go to the cross. Come, come on, let's, let's talk about this thing. I, I tell you what you do, you know. Just turn those rocks into bread and, uh, you know, since you are hungry, I mean, all of us get a little hungry. I hear your stomach growling crawl, 40 days. I understand that. Just go ahead and eat that bread, you know. You'll be full. And Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Oh, well, why don't you just cast yourself off the cliff? You know? And you remember what the word says. No, I know the word. You know the word. You know what's going to happen. You know the outcome. The Lord can send his angel to, to bring you up. You know, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Then he says, I tell you what, I won't make it so hard for you. I mean, I know this, you're, you're tired, you're hungry, and everything else. There's, there's one, one more thing. One more, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm, all you have to do is bow down to me. Just bow down to me, and I will give you the whole world. It's what he didn't say. It was given to me on short term. So what you going to give, and I am the one who created you. What, what are you going to give me back? All I'm saying is simply this. Whenever you are pulled in a way that you know is displeasing to God, don't go there. Don't go there. How do I know when you go there? It affects your decision. It affects your emotion. It affects, see, the emotions come from your thinking. It affects, then it starts affecting your actions. And you'll find the things that you're doing, if you take God's words, you know you're off course. And here's where it's dangerous. When you know you're off course and still to do it anyway. Now, that, my dear friends, is a very serious problem. Serious problem. When you get a call from the valley of, oh, no, don't go there. The agenda offers nothing to honor God. Only reject him. Amen? Amen. So I hope that everybody can. Okay, number two. Move right on. The determined response in Nehemiah 3 and 4. Now let's look at what his response to these folks. He says, here's how you should respond. And I sent a messengers, messengers uh, to, to them saying, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should I come, uh, should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? And they sent to me four times in this way. And I answered them in the same way. Four times. Nehemiah said two significant things. One, I'm doing a good work or a great work, and I cannot come down. Two, he clarified the, the, trivial, uh, the trivial from the important. What you want me to do is trivial. Well, I know what you want to do, but I am doing the important. And, what, and I cannot stop for the trivial. 
so that it'll keep me from doing the important. So he says, I don't want to come down, and I don't feel it. He says, I cannot come down. I'm not finished yet. Saints, I don't care where you are in life. I don't care what you're going through. You're not finished yet. How do I know you're not finished yet? You're still sitting there listening to me. You're not finished yet. God's not through with your life. There's more folks that God wants you to get in contact with. He's going to bring people into your life. You're not finished yet. When you're finished, you're going home. And believe it or not, when it comes down to all the shooting and all these other things, and when it's the bullet for you, it'll hit you. I don't care how you duck. It's time to go. And you boy, that bullet really missed me. And then you trip and hit your head, and you still go out. Your time is up. But until then, stay focused. Why should the, the work stop while I leave and come down to you? What I sh why should I stop that which is so important and then come down to you? The, the emphasis is, who do you think you are? Why should I come down to the enemy? Just think for a moment. Just think for a moment. You know, our, our world that we're, we're living in, it is really getting messed up, messed up in so many different ways. And it's getting so messed up. If we don't stay biblically sound, it's going to really, it's, it's getting mixed, messed up even in the, um, in the sexual world. Do you know that when it comes down to pornography, that a person who, um, who gets hooked on heroin, it only it takes so much time, it only takes a few seconds to become hooked. And your your brain is, is um they, they I think the guy said it takes about what five seconds to be hooked on pornography and it does something to your brain in the process. Both men and women. That's why when couples come in for constant and everything else, I always ask them, have you been exposed to uh, pornography, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And um, they, they always say yes or no. If they say uh, yes, then I have, I have a, a little booklet. Not my opinion. Here's a booklet of all the things. that. Here's all the information on this whole idea. It will take you out. Okay. And understand what it does. Well, here's what it can't do. It cannot produce lasting joy. It cannot bring a bonding. It will not produce children. It will take you further into the deep things and you're never satisfied. It will take you further away from God and hard to get back. When you listen to the enemy, listen to the enemy of the soul. Whenever your enemy says, come on, it's not that bad. When you decide to go there, then it's what it didn't tell you that you're going to. How far you will go. And the big struggles that you'll be undergoing. It didn't tell you that. And sometimes the only way you can get back is God. And he says, I'm not going there. And the reason I, I'm able to stay focused, I know what my eyes are on. 
I, don't, I have two eyes and they're not going two different directions. I know some, some animals that do that. So I have my eyes are focused this way and I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. And they sent one, two, to try to wear them down, three, four, they're trying to wear them down. See, a lot of times when you say no, they keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. And just keep doing no, no. And if, if they don't understand no, then shake your head. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. As long as they understand. Even babies know what this mm -mm means, right? So as long as they understand, it's no. You're doing a great work. Don't look at numbers. Don't listen to opinions. If you know you're doing a great work, stay on the course. Finish the course. Thinking it through. It took a whole lot of prayers, tears, and, and sacrifice for Nehemiah to make this historic statement of commitment. Keep your response short. Keep your reasoning clear. And keep your, re your resolve as a non-negotiable item. Do you know how long it took Nehemiah to get to this point? Four months of prayer. And, and from Chislu to Nisan, four months of prayer before God, praying for these people. He went through all of this and then going and trembling before the king. He wanted to get involved. He, was, he had a nice job. He was before the king. He had a good living and everything else. They gave him a bad report. and He could have said, I'll be keeping them in prayer. But he prayed for four months. Oh God, our people are in derision. They came out of they came out of bondage, and now they are settled in the places you want them to be. But the walls are broken down and burned, and they they are constantly they feel like they're nobody. And he said, "I just prayed to God. I said, God, the sin is just wasting them. They they didn't remember what it said to Deuteronomy, what you would do, and now you're bringing it upon them." He prayed for four months, and so now God says, "Okay." I'll open the door. And then every time he used to keep reading Nehemiah, he says, and the good hand of God was upon me. And the good hand of God was upon me. And the good hand of God was upon me. So he's on, here he is working. And he says, come down. Oh, no. I can't come down. He didn't go about how long he prayed and everything else. He didn't go over all that. He just said, I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. There's some things that you have gone through, and you know God has brought you through it. You know God loves you. Don't come down. Don't give in. Don't let the outside twist your spiritual inside. The discerning reasoning, verse 5 to 9. We're wrapping it up. Nehemiah 5, and this be 5 to 9, so we could bear with me in the reading. In the same way, Simbalat for the fifth time, said the fifth time, sent his service to me with an open letter in his hand. And it was written, it was reported 
among the nations that uh, Gashon also said it, that you and the Jews intended to rebel. Uh, that is why you are building the wall. And according to these reports, you wish to become their king. And you have also set up prophets to proclaim concerning you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. And now the king will hear of these reports. So now come and let's take counsel together. This is his enemy saying this. Do you think your enemy will tell you the truth? People who hate you will not tell you the truth. And it's amazing all of the fake news. That's what this is. What I guess where the fake news started. All of this fake news that they this guy presented to to them him. But you know when you walk with the Lord, Nehemiah is able to see through it. Then I sent to him saying, "No such thing as you said have been done, for you are inventing them out of your mouth, your own mind." Now you all know what that is. You lying. <laughs> I mean, in the hood, that's what you say. You know, you lying. Okay. For they all want to frighten us, thinking their hands will drop the work and it will not be done. But now our God strengthened my hands. God strengthens the hands that believe God and keep going in the work. God strengthens the hand that believes God and keep going in the work. Don't listen to your enemies. So, consider this. The accusation, verse 5. Never get upset over words that do not have the burden of proof, especially from your haters. Next, the analysis. Bottom line. A lie will never establish good, and good is incompatible to a lie. When a person tell you a lie, how do you think that's going to turn out for your good? Especially when it's coming down from your enemy in the first place. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and talk. Don't go there. They don't like you. They're haters anyway. Don't go there. Next, let's read that together. Always include the Lord in everything you do. It will avoid regrets and failure. Nehemiah is saying out of this, you know what? And I'll go ahead of myself and kind of wrap things up as we go through here. He's saying, we finished building the walls, put up the doors and everything else that was needed for these folks to be safe in 50 or 51 to 52 days. Wow. I was able to muster the people together, get all the material and get it built up and everything else. And with all this opposition, because I stayed with the stuff and didn't go there. What he didn't have was this whole list of regrets. Have you ever had these little lists of regrets? Maybe some of you have it. I should have, could have, would have, you know. Uh, and the Lord says, the reason that you have the shoulda, coulda, woulda is because you didn't do what I, you should have done in the first place. Don't go there. Don't go there. Just say no. Just say no. 
Well, so Brandon says, when you're going through the storms, you have to stay focused on the Lord. When you're going through the storm, you have to stay, stay focused on the Lord. So, one last thing. And this one last thing that we, we're coming up with is, I personally believe that Nehemiah would strongly advise us to do several significant things. Are you ready? Number one, what? Be prayerful. Number two, be a person with a plan that is not self-serving. Number three, be a person with a God-honoring purpose. Number four, be a person that looks at everything from a godly perspective. Number five, be a person who would not hesitate to say no to those things that do not flow with the will of God. I think that is so important, so important, as we uh, close this thing out. Always, always, always have the Lord in the center of everything you do, think, and say. If not, have you ever, I hope that none of you have, have you ever had to repeat the class? <laughs> you know, the, the Jews, they, it should have been 40 days journey. It turned out to be 40 years. They come to a point, they went to complaining, uh, and that's what numbers talk about, they're complaining. And so the Lord said, okay, back on around the mountain. <laughs> okay, keep on going. <laughs> keep on going. <laughs> and to all of the ones, he says, you're not going to enter into the land, he says, you're going to die off, your children going to come in. To those who listen to me, who have an ear to hear, and Nehemiah says, listen, when you do, you're going to have enemies. You're going to have haters who will not want you to get to your point. It'll be the world, the flesh, your own flesh, and the devil. And it will suggest things that sounds logical, but not biblical. Don't go there. Just say no. Amen? Let me bow. Pray for you. Father, I just want to pray and thank you for the saints of God and their, their patience. And as they listen to what I had to offer to them this morning, I hear and I see all those individuals who have said, yes, those who want to be successful got to the top of the ladder of success. And, and I see one guy laying uh, down and talking to the psychiatrist. He had everything, there was nothing really to worry about, and um, he took his life. Another individual who's in the uh, commercial world, Lord, and um, well-known, and um, even the royalty had the, the um, merchandise as far as the purse was concerned, and she committed suicide. What shall it gain a uh, man uh, to, to uh, you know, gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Individuals who thought that prosperity and popularity and all these other things, and they're finding the emptiness of it all. They decided to go there. 
Lord, my prayer. As I look at those, not only the world, I'm looking at those who know you who decide to go there. And their ministries have been crushed. And they have lost the effectiveness that they should have had. May we not be on that list. May we be on the others. Because you've already said we are more than conquerors through him that love us. So Lord, help us to begin to think like sons and daughters of God. Walk like sons and daughters of God. Talk like sons and daughters of God. They may call us arrogant. They may call us everything else. But they cannot call us quitters. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.